Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. Welcome to episode 277, starting off with security news. CISA, FBI, and NSA have released five enterprise vulnerabilities that are being actively exploited by Russia's APT29 group. They affect Fortinet's 4TOS, the Zimbra Collaboration Suite, Pulse Secure VPNs, Citrix ADC Gateways, and VMware Workspace ONE. And the FBI got a court order to access, without authorization from the targets, hundreds of organizations who'd been hacked with exchange-related web shells. So essentially all this exchange-related hacking that's been going on that gave what looks to be Russia a lot of access to American systems. The FBI basically got a court order to go in behind, find these web shells, and shut them down. Looks like their mission was to go in and clean them up in an attempt to prevent further access and damage. My take on this, I'm basically clapping from a distance with a worried look on my face. Like, I love the initiative here, and I think we need more of the good guys to be proactive in this way. But I'm a bit worried about the precedent of being okay with government organizations doing things like this. I think the problem with emergency powers is that they seldom go away after the emergency. The U.S. has sanctioned Russia and expelled 10 diplomats in response to the SolarWinds attack. Google is facing major opposition to its proposed replacement for third-party cookies. The new system is called FLOC, or FLOC and it stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts. And it works by, stay with me, reading your browser history, and then, yeah, you probably checked out after you heard that, right? That's kind of the problem. Nobody is really reading past that point. It evidently has some decent privacy protections built in that try to anonymize the data, but those are hard to accept when you start by gazing at the most intimate parts of someone's online life. Like, you can't open a conversation about home privacy by saying, we install bedroom cameras, but let me tell you how well we secure them. They basically lose you right in the intro. So, I'm not optimistic that this will take off. A bunch of browsers are already saying they're not going to participate, and WordPress is going so far as to disable it on any sites that it has control over. NERC is a nonprofit regulatory authority used by the U.S. and Canada around electric energy reliability, and they say about one quarter of the 1,500 electric utilities sharing data with it downloaded the SolarWinds malware. So my next question, which I didn't look up, is what percentage of these utilities are actually under NERC? But depending on how that percentage does translate to the Larger number of utilities, that could potentially be a large number. Norway has partnered with the U.S. military 
to allow it to build in its country. The move comes as both countries become increasingly worried about Russian aggression, especially in the Arctic. And China is producing top-quality TV shows that are actually propaganda. So imagine The Mandalorian or The Queen's Gambit, but it makes you love the government. Well, they actually pulled it off with a show called Mining Town. And the government is scrambling to basically reverse engineer and figure out how they did it with the show. Evidently, it has higher ratings than even Queen's Gambit did here in the U.S. So that's a little troubling. It's evidently a super long series, lots of episodes, and people absolutely love it. And yeah, it's about how good the government is for you. NSA found four new exchange vulnerabilities, and Microsoft has released patches. Juniper has patched an RCE vulnerability that allows attackers to hijack the JunoS operating system. Adobe's released updates to RoboHelp, Bridge, Digital Editions, and Photoshop. And Zerodium is temporarily offering $300,000 for high-impact WordPress vulnerabilities. Which makes sense. WordPress doesn't really have too many issues with WordPress core. Mostly it's with plugins, and it's on so many websites, it would make sense that a core vulnerability would be worth a lot of money. CodeCov, which is a company that does code quality analysis, got compromised by an attacker, which modified their bash uploader functionality, which is, you know, a piece of code that you essentially run by running inside of your shell. And, you know, these are commonly seen on websites where you go to install the stuff and it says, okay, do this, pipe it into Bash or whatever. And everyone is told not to do this or that you need to review the code before you do this. And they always say, well, it could get compromised and then you would be running malicious code. Well, that's actually what happened in this case. Code was added that stole data from anyone who executed it. But kudos to the security team for actually finding the hack. I don't think many would have found it as quickly as they did, if at all. And gay dating site Manhunt has been hacked with thousands of accounts stolen. They're not exactly sure yet, or people aren't exactly sure yet, what state the hashes were in, like what kind of hashing was used or protection for the passwords, but definitely a breach. Technology news, SpaceX won a $3 billion NASA contract to put humans on the moon. So this is pretty exciting for me. I saw a really touching video with Elon Musk where astronauts who he really looked up to and he really wanted the approval of had basically dissed his company as being non-real players. And he was like tearing up on camera when... The interviewer asked him, you know, what does it feel like to have these astronauts basically diss you? And he was like, yeah, it's really hard. And he looked like he was seriously upset about it. So hopefully, I mean, it looks like NASA turned around on them and is actually going to use them. They won the contract, $3 billion contract, and Musk is going to the moon. Citigroup Incorporated says Bitcoin mining is consuming 66 times more energy than it did in late 2015. A new widest ever paint has been 
developed that reflects back 98% of sunlight, and it's being pitched as helpful against climate change. I heard whitest ever, and I was like, hmm, like Whole Foods kind of white? Like, what are we talking about? But yeah, it's the reflection. And then, yeah, it's being pitched as being helpful against climate change, but doesn't that require, like, the rollout? I don't know, I feel like a very small percentage of the work is done by having the superior tech. It's all about whether or not you can implement it at a large enough scale to make a difference. Cloudflare has made their Pages product generally available. It basically lets you connect a web project on GitHub to Cloudflare. So when you push to GitHub, it updates the site on Cloudflare automatically. So it's hosting plus development slash deployment integration. Pretty interesting. Very strange and exciting to see what Cloudflare is doing. They're kind of becoming an overall internet company. They just keep getting into lots of different spaces. Really interesting business. After taking flack about the kinds of creators they were funding, Substack has announced they're putting $1 million into funding local journalists. Pretty cool. $1 million seems low, but I like the direction. Over 650 tech workers at the New York Times have formed a union that includes software engineers, designers, data analysts, product managers, and others. They'll be represented by the News Guild of New York, which already represents over 1,300 New York Times employees in other parts of the company. The FCC looks like it's taking the robocall issue more seriously now. It's talking to cellular providers about their blocking tools. They're sending out cease and desist letters. And it's looking at how companies are implementing their new Traced Act, which uh, went into effect recently. Logitech has killed off the Harmony Unified Remote, which is a remote control that you can basically connect to all your other systems and, you know, one ring to rule them all. And they're basically getting out of the business. So a lot of people are saying, you know, what's going to replace it, if anything? Microsoft has purchased Nuance, an AI company, for $16 billion. And they are mainly going to use it to focus on healthcare technology. And because Nuance is the one that makes Dragon, which is like the old like voice recognition, transcription, dictation software, I think they're probably going to use it in that direction. I didn't read too many articles on it, but it seems like that's the right answer. I use a uh, medical service where you just walk in and you talk with the doctor and the whole time like a microphone and AI is listening and it's basically transcribing the entire conversation, including both sides of the conversation based on the different voices. And uh, yeah, it seems like a logical place to do this. I mean, so much voice and so much text is produced. It seems logical that you would want to be able to parse all that text backwards, forwards, multiple formats, etc. Dell is spinning out VMware, which is supposedly going to raise multiple billions in, in the move. Squarespace has filed for a direct listing on the New York Stock Exchange. And Scale AI, a startup that helps companies label and curate data for AI, says they just raised $352 million and are now valued at $7.3 billion. 
I was saying this before, I'm not sure what show it was, but I was basically saying that companies like Palantir and this company Scaled AI and a whole bunch of others, their whole thing is not generating new AI. It's making AI usable to companies who don't know how to use it, right? And with AI, so much of that has to do with getting data ready, collecting the data, cleaning the data, preparing it for use by AI models. So this is a major theme. And, and I think companies who do this well are going to thrive. When you have new technologies that companies don't know how to make use of, there are like these Sherpa companies. That's basically what this is. It's, it's a Sherpa company that says, don't worry, I can help you get there. Because these technologies don't mean anything if companies can't actually use them. Human news. Half of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of COVID vaccine, including me. And I get my next one this week. There are millions of job openings in the U.S., while 17 million are still collecting unemployment. There appear to be multiple reasons for this, including people still being worried about COVID and the fact that many of the open jobs pay the same or less than what people are getting from unemployment. And some people are just saying, look, just raise the wages, you know, make it pay more. And that could hopefully get through both of those barriers. Of course, vaccination will get through. Uh, one of the barriers as well. But yeah, it is a little bit strange. Uh, millions of job openings and millions of people on unemployment. Definitely a disconnect there. The Western U.S. might be entering its worst drought period in modern history, even worse than the last two, which were really bad. I think uh, something like 2009 and 2013, if I remember correctly. But there's been some really bad ones within the last 20 years which has been a particularly bad period, but evidently we're about to enter an even worse period. Like Lake Mead, for example, in Nevada, is lower than pretty much any time in recent history. And uh, yeah, people are starting to get really concerned, especially about the American Southwest. Nassim Taleb says Bitcoin failed as a currency and that it's now a pure speculation. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Bitcoin is amazing, and a lot of people are saying it's complete crap. But when Nassim Taleb talks about something being a risk, I tend to listen, a little bit at least. A new study has found 500 genes that link depression and anxiety. The EPA approved a private company releasing GMO-modified mosquitoes into Florida. The technology is designed, they call it the technology. These mosquitoes, it's technology that they're releasing, really interesting, is designed to combat dengue fever and Zika and other mosquito-borne viruses. But there's pushback from the community because it's GMO. I listened to an Intelligence Squared debate on GMO a long time ago, and I was pretty much convinced that GMO is not nearly as bad as people think it is. I think it probably can be, and there are have been cases where it is, but the evidence shown in that debate was pretty overwhelming to me. Like, everything is kind of GMO'd. Like, we made bananas. Like, we, we modify genetically plants all the time to get the exact strains that we want. 
And GMO is literally the exact same thing. It's done in different ways. It's done with more precision and sort of crafting in a lot of ways versus just combining plants and seeds just through mating. Uh, but it's really the same thing. You're, you're mixing and matching things that you like and don't like. We do this with snakes. We do this with dogs. We do this with plants and fruits and vegetables constantly. So the fact that a big business is doing this to get certain benefits for crops, um, to try and make them more resistant to certain things, that by itself is not the crazy thing that a lot of people think it is. Now, is it possible for that to go wrong? Is it possible for these companies to do something dangerous? 100%. But you shouldn't just assume GMO means bad. That's that's the main takeaway that I got from that. Reuters is switching to a pay model for a subset of its deeper analysis content. Seems like everyone's going this direction, trying to replicate the New York Times. And UFO sightings are getting seriously interesting, which is not a sentence I ever anticipated writing. I don't follow the scene much, but it seems casually to me that the quality of people and sources reporting legitimate UFOs, which is just unexplained things, not actual aliens, is rising. This new footage taken by the U.S. Navy is quite strange indeed. It's a bunch of triangle-looking objects behaving very strangely. I personally think these are likely to be quite terrestrial in nature, probably other U.S. craft or drones out of China or Russia. I actually saw an article about this basically saying, you know, these are drones that are spying on U.S. Navy warships, and we're just pretending like they're UFOs because it's embarrassing that we're getting spied on with foreign drones. So that was one person's take. I think it was a fairly substantial uh, outfit that I was reading that on. It wasn't just a random blog, but yeah, that's one angle to think about, but I don't know. I really do hope they're part of some sort of alien doomsday defense force, just kind of hanging around to keep us from destroying ourselves. Unfortunately, probably not. It would be nice, though. Content ideas and analysis. A Dogecoin primer. Dogecoin is blowing up right now, and uh, I am invested, by the way, in case there's a... I don't know, in case it sounds like I'm giving investment advice, which I'm not. It was at six cents like two weeks ago, and it's up between 25 and 50 cents now. I haven't looked recently, but yeah, it's been up close to 50 cents. It's been down like to 25 cents. But yeah, like a few weeks ago, it was like six cents. So this primer is basically some core information on it, just in case it comes up in conversation or you're actually thinking about getting in. Craziest fact I learned when I did just a little bit of research to write the primer was that, first of all, it is actually Doge. So not Dodge or Doge, but Doge as in like Taj Mahal. That's how you pronounce it. And the pronunciation actually comes from Strongbad. If you remember Strongbad from like, what, the 90s? Yeah, I want to say 90s or early 2000s. 
like the actual strong bad. Like my favorite one is where he's talking about techno. He's like, then there's always some kind of like computer sound. Like the system is down. The system is down. It's like my favorite skit. But anyway, the Primer has a link to the actual video, which I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it before, but where one of his friends says to Strong Bad, um, you're like my D-O-G-E. And he was trying to spell dog. And then Strong Bad turns around and says, you mean Doge? And the founder of Dogecoin said, that is the moment. That is how the thing got named, which means you have to say Doge. So when the founder is alive and they say very clearly on video that that's how you pronounce it, then that's how you pronounce it. So that's the Dogecoin primer. And the second piece that I just wrote, I think yesterday, is called Thinking About Different Types of Digital Value Exchange. Some thoughts, basically, in all this talk around cryptocurrencies, NFTs, micropayments, and how I'm kind of dividing them up in my mind. Notes. I'm currently reading Max Tegmark's Our Mathematical Universe. And this content is multiple levels deeper than I ever understood about the Big Bang and inflation theory, specifically. I mean, I thought I had a decent handle on this stuff. And I guess I do compared to the average person, but this book is blowing me away. You've got to check this out if you have any interest in understanding what people currently think about the origin and the nature of the universe. The the stuff about multiverses, I have some major questions. In fact, I'm thinking about trying to get him on the show to ask him a whole bunch of stuff. Because I, I think there's a, at least for me, there's a disconnect between what smart lay people or semi-educated on science lay people think about this stuff versus what he's talking about in this book. And I would love to help bridge that gap. I'm also reading our UL Book Club Book of the Month, which is The Island of Dr. Moreau. And next, I'm going to be deep diving into a number of Matt Ridley titles, including rereading The Red Queen, which is the most interesting book on evolution I've ever read. And he, he mostly talks about evolution, or at least he talks about it a lot. And he's got another one on um, how innovation works, which I'm going to read right after that one. Discovery. Malwarebytes, my go-to anti-malware tool on Windows and Mac. It's what I recommend to everyone and have been for over a decade. And as a show supporter, they're offering a 25% off discount. So, yeah, you can get your discount. And they also put out a new SMB Cybersecurity Trust and Confidence Report, which I have open in a tab to read. What I Wish I Knew About U2F and Other Hardware MFA Protocols, How to Read a Watch Bezel. A reporter at the register says a British MP told him that Google Gmail was more secure than Microsoft 0365. That feels intuitively true to me, and I'm guessing most InfoSec people would agree, but it's interesting that someone from GCHQ Actually spilled the beans. Wonder if they're in trouble. Probably. And today I learned that Israel has sex surrogate therapy. 
where you basically go and you see a psychologist or whatever, and if it turns out it seems to be sexually related, you get assigned a sex surrogate. And like you talk in one room and you go into this other room and it's like, it's dressed up to look like an apartment. There's like erotic pictures on the wall and you have sex with this person. And then of course you talk about it and stuff. So it's, it's like you're cultivating a healthy sexual relationship or a healthy relationship with sexuality. And this is part of mental health in Israel. And I, I was just thinking about how this affects their incidence of like incels and I, if something similar could work in the U.S. Like, I, I don't think it actually can because like we're all just hung up about sex and we, we were basically founded by Puritans and we can't really get that DNA out of our systems. But what would you think about such a thing? At first thought, I think I'm pro. I mean, it is sex work. But it seems just as, or maybe even more, directly legitimate than a lot of sex work. Not all, but a lot of sex work. I mean, because it's basically an extension of psychological health in this case, right? And, and ideally, I assume they're trying to transition people into regular relationships. So it would be like a temporary thing. But yeah, really, I, I just didn't know this was happening in Israel. Seems like a really interesting model. I would love to see more data on its efficacy. Why most nonfiction fails to make money? China is betting that the U.S. is in irreversible decline. Use console.log like a pro. And a Kubernetes pen testing methodology. Recommendations. Turns out if you hit the forward slash key, on your keyboard while on Google, you jump back to the search field. It's a Vim command. It's where this comes from. It's why I love this little tidbit. One problem though for me is I never use the Google webpage. I don't really go there. Haven't been there since actually writing this article in probably many months. Because uh, I do all my search from the URL bar. I just, I do command L. And then I type in my search there, and that, that's how I search Google. But if you use Google's actual site, this should be magical for you. You just take your pinky, go down to the forward slash, and you're back in the search bar. And there's research now that high-quality audio evidently makes you sound smarter. Do I sound smart? Hopefully this audio is good. So if you've been putting off a mic slash production upgrade, Maybe go ahead and uh, do that. Aphorism for the week. Complete possession is proved only by giving. All you are unable to give possesses you. Complete possession is proved only by giving. All you are unable to give possesses you. Andre Gide. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. And here's your next podcast.